going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, 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 my peoples. We are back again with another episode of the Bar Bar Podcast. I'm with the usual lot. I've got big Drew in the building. Yes, sir. I've got Weisenberg in the building. What's good? Peter Press is local. Yo, yo, yo. My brother. Is he? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hey, 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 get your corner, please. This is not Fury against White. All right. I don't want to stop you. Um, we've got my brother C Striders in the building. Local. And my fellow Guna Toast. Reactive, reactive. I mean, yeah, we've got an action-packed episode for you guys. And a lot has happened. As you can see, people are ready to start scrapping. Because, boy, yeah, people people, people need to answer some questions. And I'm glad people have turned up. Because if I speak from history of the pod, when certain results have happened, certain men have just not wanted to show their face. But we've got a good... Um, We've got a good cast on today. Um, and like I said, a lot of content. And we're going to go straight into it, man, because we've had some big games. Um, let's start with Liverpool against United. Midweek game. You know, you don't expect that to be a midweek game, but as we all know, with postponements, you have to be done. And um, Liverpool came out 4-0 winners. Battering. Thrashing. United. Um, an aggregate score of like 9-0, I heard. Oh, Lord. Which is just not... <laughs> United, is it? Like, it, it, it kind of, I know, Prez, feel free to disagree with me, but it just shows the the decline United have happened, have, have, have occurred, sorry, because this is not a scoreline you would think over two games in the league that you'd see happen. You expect goals from both sides. <clears throat> but for United to return with zero, man, that must be fucking shit. No, I mean, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Fucking shit, man. Like, I think for me, I didn't expect anything coming into the game um, in terms of taking any points off Liverpool. But to put that kind of performance in just from a pride perspective and, and actually having any, you know, any any real care about what it is that you're doing as a professional footballer, I don't think a single player on that pitch can be proud of their performance um, at all. I think the way United played was, it was a team that came in like, the first thing was, okay, we're not going to embarrass ourselves. And that was kind of like a, a defeatist mentality from the beginning. It was very frantic. It was very, uh, we're going we're gonna to play as individuals rather than any sort of, collective structure that maybe you know the manager might have set them up in it was you know I'm going to play with the intention of not being embarrassed and it completely worked against us in every department um to concede that early uh, in the manner that we did uh you know you're you're, you're setting your, yourself up for a for a long night from there man I mean just from a, <clears throat> a fan's perspective watching the game I think I tapped out after the third goal went in um uh, there's wasn't anything left for me to watch. Um, you know, if the if the players themselves aren't, you know, even present in the game, then there's 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 really no need uh, for, for for me to to watch that from start to finish. So, yeah, no, it was a disappointing performance. But again, I wasn't expecting 
you know, anything from the game. But it's just, yeah, it's just a shocking, shocking display, man. So not even the point, maybe thinking, oh, no, no. Like I like I said to you to on the pod a few weeks back, I said, like the the performance against uh, Leicester, the performance against Everton, you know, they showed they showed me that there isn't any fight left in this team this season, and I don't expect any results going into any games from from yeah from any any team we play. So. Yeah, that that's kind of the perspective that I'm at and the the, the stance that I'm taking um, with regards to the what the players have shown me down this stretch. That's why, like when I talk about you know the likes of Arsenal, Tottenham, who are showing more than us in terms of you know challenging challenging for a top sport four spot. That's why I'm like, there's no way you can allow this United team to get that fourth spot because it's it's absolutely ridiculous what we're doing. So but I'll be I'll be shocked. Here on that, it's not like you guys are completely out of it though. So I I feel like argument is slightly weak if you're saying there's no fight because there is a fight. Surely it's not. There's no fight in the players. Is my point. But why is that? If you watch the performances, you'll see it for yourself, man. But these players, I mean, these players are 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 not. They're, they're behaving as if they don't have anything left to play for for this season. And it shows in, you know, just like I said, from just a pure pride perspective, just as from a pride perspective, they're not showing anything. So why should I have any belief that there is any hope of, of a, a top four finish if they're putting in these performances week in, week out? So, yeah, that's kind of the perspective. It's well, not but, like, why should, but why should that, as you as a United fan, why should that be... At the expense of like Arsenal first, why would you laugh at that? If you you guys still would still make it, because it's not as if they have been super consistent across the season. I think they've been more consistent than us. Definitely more than you guys, but not they've they've not been as consistent. And, That's why you guys are still with a and they performed somewhere somehow somewhere. They've performed better across their games. I feel they show within each game that they've played, especially in this sort of the home straight. Let's say. They've shown more to deserve that spot than than any you know performance that United have shown in the last you know five six seven games. So that's the perspective I'm coming from. Like, there's no way that you can allow this United team do it. There isn't. He's right though. You're gonna. Um, you mentioned there as well, Prez. Before we get everyone else's views, um, the goal was very early on. But also, there's a very early injury for Pogba, and you know, since that, <laughs> Andy, please can you can you keep that's not chat? me, boy. That's no, not that's me. me. That's me laughing, boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Andy. Um, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Early rumors suggest that that's wraps for Pog. Like, what's happened there, man? He like, he he saw the pamming that was about to occur and said he didn't want no part of this. I mean, no, nah, I, I don't know if it maybe it might it might be a genuine injury, but you know, um, from Paul Popper's perspective, I feel he's he's done in terms of his time at United. I think he's had a contract offer on the table since last July. He's allowed the rumors, the speculations, the reports to run their course when he goes on international break, uses that as an opportunity to, you know, express himself as far as where he feels the club are at, where, what his position is in the club and, you know, w- whether he sees a future here. 
you know, so the writing was on the wall in terms of Pogba's future. Uh, and, you know, Ragnick finally reporting that he's likely not to play another game in a United shirt. And another thing that was a little bit weird, which I didn't really like actually was, and I know we'll get onto that game separately, but just as we're on Paul Pogba, with the when the United-Arsenal uh, game was going on, he decided it was a good time to put out a post basically saying, and this was after Ragnick could confirm that he probably won't be back this season. He put out a post saying something like, the fight isn't over. I'm still going to try and come back before the season ends. Don't give up hope, all of this. And I'm just like, you're trolling us at this point, man. Like there was no need for you yeah, to put that post out. And the timing, the timing of it was just terrible. So yeah, I think it's in both parties interests now as you know Paul Pogba is my favorite player in the United shirt um but I think it's in both parties interests now for him to just move on uh and and find in the in the peak of his career or you know sort of like at the the tail end of his career just find uh a new club where he could potentially win something at club level and close out his career on a positive note man uh that, that's kind of my view on that Absolutely. And obviously for our listeners, keep tabs as when the season goes comes to an end, we'll be starting those transfer rumours. It'll be interesting to see where Paul does move on to. And as Press said there, we obviously wish him the best and to be successful. Andy, I know you've been biting your nails, ready to shout out. You know, I mean, some people may say beating United is better than beating Everton, better than beating Man City. Um, how did you feel, man, after that performance? Um, I felt good, man, to be honest, after that performance. It kind of like solidified how I've been feeling since last season. And it just, it was just like a confirmation for me. And I'm like at my victory lap right now in terms of just United, <laughs> not, not, like the, not like the season, but in terms of like the United boys. I'm yeah. doing my victory lap right now because it's like, yeah, um, we've just been... Both games, actually, we've just been utterly dominant. The gap between United and Liverpool has been, it's huge at the moment. And I, to be honest, I felt like that was the case last season as well in our individual games. But obviously, they they ended up finishing above us. But I had that feeling as well where I felt like, you know, United were not that good. But however, we, you know, we were kind of handicapped last season. So obviously, this season, you know, with our full team and their full team, it showed the gap, man. And... I'm still of the belief that I don't feel like the gap has ever been this big in terms of like, maybe not like personnel quality, but just in terms of like performance on the pitch, like 9-0 on aggregate. This is between United and Liverpool. This is not something, this this shouldn't happen basically. You know, yeah. like from a United perspective, it's, it's, it's extremely poor, man, and disappointing. I think obviously yeah, Peter echoed that. I think Enron would agree because... Back in the days, you know, even more recently, like it's never been this big, as you said. Um, there'll be goals, maybe each team might take a win in each um game. Um, but United just showed nothing, and yeah. um, Liverpool just doing what they need to do because let's not forget, though, if you look at it, 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 it could have been a hard game, it could have gone left. I know Peter said he didn't see anything coming out of it for them, but you guys still got to win your games to, you know, put pressure on City. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it was one of them games where we felt we felt like we were confident, but at the same time, it's like you're playing United. So maybe United, they have their own agenda. They're trying to go into the top four, but maybe also stop Liverpool from winning the league or 
or as people said, the quadruple, which is yeah, which is inconceivable at the moment. But obviously, United would have their own motivations, you know. So obviously, with that in mind, we would have thought that they would have you know tried a little bit more. Um, but yeah, they didn't. For me, it felt like the game was already lost in the tunnel, like from minute one. Like they already conceded oh, defeat what? there. Henri <laughs> long sleeve night gloves. It's not even. It's not even one of them, bro. It's just like. It's just like, bro, we're not beating these Donnies uh, at Anfield at night, man. That's that's just a word. That's just the vibe that I got from the United United Donnies. Yeah, obviously, you're you're completely right, bro. I think from just looking at it, just being at Anfield, the, it it didn't look at any point like we were going we were going to even. I mean, in the second half, you could probably first twenty say first that. twenty in the second half, you tried it, but then yeah. the you know. Exactly. So apart from that, I mean, it, it didn't look likely that we were we were gonna. You know, and I've been obviously I've been I've been onto Sancho as well, and um, mm. Rangnick decided to bench Sancho. But obviously, when, when he, he came, came on second half, yeah. that's where obviously the the change was there for United in terms of like going forward. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, Munya, what yeah. do you want me to say, bro? So coming off that result, Liverpool then had to come and face um, Everton. Um, obviously the Merseyside derby, um, which was again, well, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy. I feel like you guys weren't in control, but it, it took you a while to get the breakthrough. Yeah, um, Liverpool came out as two new winners. Um, your boy, Origi, come on, man, Steve Brock, man, come on, man. It had to be him, man. <laughs> oh. that, bro, that's my guy, bro. But you guys know in it, that's my guy, man. And yeah, I to be honest, man, I just feel sorry for him. But hopefully, he will leave. He will leave in the yeah. summer, and he will find a, a good club that will play him. I'll come back to you on that on flowers. But Jake, I just want to go to you. Let's just go on Everton quickly, because Andy, I know you got your serious stuff. Jake, your former like legend, it, it, it's not looking good, especially as well, guys. <laughs> Burnley winning as well, like they yeah. wins. <laughs> we all questioned the second of Sean Dyche, but at the moment. At the moment, if you speak, it was a goal by the table. I know Everton got game in hand. It's looking good for Burnley. They've now seven points from nine. You know, not bad. Yeah, man. Mental. Um, not bad so, at all. Yeah, J- Jake, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sticky for Frank now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean they deserve to go down. Like it's not colour it any differently or speak about it any differently. They've been horrible this season. Like against Liverpool, they were. I thought they were decent there. I thought they did really well stifling. Like I, I, Drew, you'd have to correct me here, but I can't remember the last time Liverpool. Just that first half, they just not that they looked that bad, but it just it looked yeah. slow. And that I think that was the difference. Like there just wasn't a pace to Liverpool's game. It, it it reminded me of the. Do you remember the Chelsea twenty fourteen? Oh yeah, that it, was, it, <laughs> yeah, I got them vibes, man, and it annoyed me. But eventually we saw it through. But yeah, go. like I think. I think and Everton were just annoying is probably what the word today for how they played. Like Richarlison went down at oh, every man. opportunity. Obviously, Gordon played Trent really well, but he had a couple of calls that you were dives one definitely, and then one or two others you could have went that way. But that I think that was just the way it seemed. And then Klopp's got him in, he's made his subs immediate impact. Like I went out the room for two minutes and all of a sudden it's one nil and the game was <laughs> over then. Like Everton weren't scoring once Liverpool had that first goal in my view. Um yeah, I think Everton will go down. Like you look at their schedule as well. They've still they're welcoming Chelsea next week. Uh they've still got City to play, I think, as well. 
and Jesus. one more top six teams like they're, no, no, they ain't got, they ain't got City, they ain't got City. Oh, they're not got City. Okay, no. well, they've got Arsenal. Like, They'll probably get three points off us because that's what we do. <laughs> but yeah, like they've got a lot harder schedule. Put it that way, and they just look like the less informed team. And I don't see where their goals are going to come from. Like, so you're going to have to win one nil, but I don't see how they defend a lead at the minute. Like, they just. Look I want to know. I want to know who who allowed that um, Rondon to re-sign for them. Like that signing. <laughs> Rafa Benitez boy. When he when he came on, I was like, oh, this guy still kicks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I mean, that that speaks to that whole team, doesn't it? Like you bring Benitez in, Benitez of all people, like that. Fine, <laughs> you've made that choice. You've let him get rid of Digne, bring in Rondon, stuff like that, and then sack him. It makes no sense. Like that's just how poorly the club is run. So, like I I said it for months. I don't get why Frank took that job, but it's on him. Like you could have saved this team and you haven't been able to improve them enough as of right now. If you catch form and manage to do it, then fair enough. But if you go down, this, that belongs to you as well as to the ownership and to Benitez before him. Like You've got to own that and it's going to be a big job for them if they go down, without mm-hmm. a doubt. So it's looking bleak for him and deservedly so. Unless, unless they're doing like a Newcastle and retain most of their players. It's Newcastle. Yeah, I can't see that. You reckon yeah. it'll be a clear up? Probably. It'll have to be. Like, you think of their main, main players, like Calvert Lewin and Richardson, definitely gone. They wouldn't stick around. Mm. You've then got someone like, let's say, Pickford, where it's a World Cup year. He'll want to be playing to make sure he keeps on to the number one. You've got to be playing in the Prem for that. So he'll want the move. The thing is, we said that about Newcastle, you know, like Andy Carroll at that time. And he was smoking that league, like the championship. I think so we said that about them, so I don't know. I think the difference with that, though, is that, well, A, it didn't work out. Like, how they didn't get called up, really, did they? And B, you got yeah. Benitez at the time. Like, Benitez was loved by them, right? Like, that was a big appointment. Mm. Frank, I don't see him having that same allure, yeah. that same, like, we want to play for Frank Lampard. Like, don't get me wrong, I love him as a player, but as a manager, don't, he's had a hard rap of it, but he chose this Everton move and ultimately at the minute it's not paying out for him and I wouldn't see someone like Calvert-Lewin or Richardson going like yeah I definitely want to play here for you yeah I mean mean, not forget yeah like it was a blatant penalty on Gordon I'm not trying to hear what Andy's got to say it wasn't a pen I agree I agree I think it was a pen as well it's at nil-nil if they score that go one the luck it's a different game I think Liverpool are very lucky today and do you know what it's been a reoccurring theme that they get a lot of luck with VAR so to not even like look at it yeah, that was definitely pen for me, man. Like, I think the referee didn't want to make the game about him, but I'm sorry. Like, I thought initially it was side to side, but he's got a push in the back. I mean, I don't know what you want the boy to do. It's definitely it's a definite pen. He was shook. He was shook. Look at the lights. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah the, the ref was shook, early, isn't it? He's given the dive early, and the ref's gone. Oh, it's just the same thing. Yeah, to like, be that... fair, he fucked him on that. Um, well, Gordon, but also whilst on Gordon, because we want to give him some flowers. He had a great game. Mine is that yeah, guy. He had a very great game. Yeah, um, he's good, man. I think the one, the, the one guy really playing for the fans and the badge, man. Yeah, he had a good game. Um, on that as well, because let me mention who would leave. Um, okay, maybe he's in, like his Everton through through. I don't know. He might stay. But Calvin, um, Lloris as a backup. I mean, I know he signed a contract, but would you take take Pickford if he was to leave? No. Still not convinced. Nah, don't want him. He's he's mid. 
he is mid prem max. Like someone like Palace. Palace worked like, perfectly there. Honestly, but he moves like he's surty. That's what annoys me about him. <laughs> he's got that. Um, what why. did you think of him today, though? Like his distribution was pretty good today, no? No, but that, but that's one of his main assets. We know about yeah. his distributions. That that's not. We know about that, but in terms of like his bread and butter, he's not. Yeah. Even yeah. Though, 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 I'll be honest here. Like Larice is is kind of finished in it, and. He's got a mistake in him. But at the same time, he does have worldies now and then. I, I think of the, the Villa game, for example. However, like, our next keeper, I want to have full faith in him. And I just don't think Pickford would be the one winner, to be honest. <laughs> That's a downgrade. Who, 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 who is your backup keeper, by the way? Delini. And, like, he don't get a look in either. Like, the we, rapper. To be honest, like, Larice, yeah, trust me. Larice signed the new deal, so he's going to be there for the next couple of seasons. And I think, obviously, in between them, we've got to hope that someone else becomes available, but not Pickford for me, man. He shouldn't even be England's number one. No. Well, where Ramsdale's playing, uh, it's, it's quite, it could be open up all over again. Froster, uh, um, Southampton, he's he's starting to get into uh, Southgate, Southgate already said, Ramsdale's the only non-negotiable in this team. Uh, not Ramsdale, what's his name? Pickford <laughs> is the only yeah. non-negotiable. So, yeah. He's, he's, got, he's got his needs, man. There's no way Pickford <laughs> should be starting. <laughs> um. But before we move away from this, Andy, obviously I wanted to give your boy um, Origi the flowers he deserves, man, because if this is his sign-off, um, he's, he's had a great career, man. Obviously, not a lot of goals, but... Whose career would you like, rather have? Origi's or Harry like, Kane's? Sorry? Whose career would you rather have? Origi's or Harry Kane? <laughs> Let's keep it a buck now, lads, man. Um, uh, please. If we're talking about Hunter, you know let's what? Hunter today, B. <laughs> huh? I'm taking Harry Kane's, man. I'm sorry. Yo, more. No, no, no. You're taking I'm Harry Kane's. <laughs> I'm taking Harry Kane's, man. And but for me, this has always been a thing of Divock being 26 years old and just happy to kind of settle for yeah, that, that. A, a nothing. No, no. Let me not say a nothing career, but a nothing individual career. I mean, team accolades, important goals. Can't fault him, man. He's been he's been a brilliant superstar for Liverpool, but. To be that young still and to have no ambition to really go and maybe be the main striker in its own team, nah. even at a slightly like slight, slightly smaller level. I don't know, man. It oh. always sit right with me. He's a side, he's a side man. Simple as that. No ambition, like Joe said. No bright. <laughs> wow. Mean, the what? what? So man's happy to be on the bench. Come on, hug Klopp after the game. Like some. Listen, for me personally, yeah, you've got to have like that sense of purpose and wanting to achieve. That's it. Yeah, yeah, he's won trophies being a sideman, but realistically, he's never really going to break into that team. So, hey, man, hey, hey. The thing is, the thing is, the thing is like, for I think f- for, for him, it's like, I'm quite good where I'm at. I'm at a team where I'm going to win trophies, where I'm going to, where I'm going to, I think, the, you know, you know what the thing is with Divock though, which is slightly different. I hear what you're saying, but I feel like he has, in every season where we have won trophies, he's he's been the main reason for it. He's he's had like key goals towards those particular trophies. He's not just been someone that came on and scored the fourth goal or scored the fifth goal or played in unimportant matches. You know what I mean? He's when actually you like, been when, you, when you deep it, yeah, like you have to give him credit because more time yeah, he's coming to. he's coming into these games cold as well. So there's no guarantee that like after maybe you go through like a two, three game stretch where you're an unused substitute. 
and then you're called upon by your manager to come in and produce a moment. And, and not even that, not even that press. Like yeah, I think that's his bag, though, fam. He like anytime he does get the starting like starting berth and plays, he don't perform and gets hooked. He is but literally facts. facts. Mm. Facts. He, he, but the thing is, but the thing is, the thing is, he can look back and be like, "I've done this to contribute to this trophy. I've done this." Yeah. So he's not quite that side man, as you man say he is. I hear right, that that right. the lack of ambition, but he can be like, "Oh, I scored the 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 important goal in the Champions League final. I scored this goal in the Carabao final. I scored this goal um in the um 1920 final that made us win the league." He's he's got big moments. He can look back at his Liverpool career and be happy. This is my, my my issue is for me is like and I would like to think so for any any footballer like there's got to be some passion for the game like you've got to just want to play more like he's been sitting on Liverpool's bench for how many seasons now like I mean has he I, but I no, think no. I think I think that's him though man have you ever heard anything about Divock that guy is just bro he's just he's just a real bro he's just calm I think he's very calm with his with his role at Liverpool but it's coming to an end of course but. Yeah, I think that's he, just him, man. He must he must have the legs of a nineteen year old man. Them legs are fresh, boy. <laughs> now, Peter makes a good point because I feel like yeah, going back to Andy's question, if you look at it, individual career, it's gonna be you like, can't at him, bro. Yeah, absolutely not. Accolades wise, like team, yeah, man, like you'd want to have a career. And like, the thing is, he's contributing, Monia. That's my point. Yeah. It's not like he hasn't. It's not like a Minamino who hardly contributes, or like a Oxley Chamberlain. Now, what's come as a super? Like, okay, can actually hands down say, "I've done this so that these men can win this trophy." I've done this. He can say that, he's and you can't super- say that by Harry Kane. So there we yeah. go. He's a super top, <laughs> Calvin. I know he's not a star. He doesn't do well, but look, if he knows, that, maybe he understands that's his bag. But if he's going to produce, then are you not going to use that to your utility? Which is what Liverpool does. Liverpool knew that. Look, if we're going to put on a Rigi, nine times out of ten, we're going to get a goal out of him. And if he's happy with that, yeah, I don't think it's an ambition thing. I think that's quite harsh. He's is how old is he? And he's at his career now. He knows 26, like, 26, yeah. 27. Yeah, but who knows now? His next move could be that star. Yeah. AC Milan, AC Milan, they're saying, man. Boy, you never know. But yeah, shout out Rigi, man. He's come and done his thing. So, my dog, man. Services, um, for Liverpool, um, not so much in the Premier League, but for Liverpool overall, will not be forgotten. Um, how do we move over to the Gunas? Um, you know, with a player that. Not so much as a Rigi, but comes on, doesn't really do much. I'm trying to shit. I was going to say, I can't compare a Rigi thing. <laughs> That's fucking awful, man. Um, but yeah, man. Chelsea played um, Arsenal midweek. Um, one of the games, again, that were postponed. You know, coming to this game, Arsenal, what? Back off three defeats. Um, Chelsea had just lost. Did you just lose a game or did you draw it, Jake? I wasn't sure. Um, who did we play? I can't remember. We didn't come into it winning though or doing well. Uh, you're going to give me a second. Keep going. But um, an important game for both teams, really. Chelsea to secure that third space, which you know some people say is secure, some people say isn't, and obviously Arsenal pushing for that top four spot. Um, and after an incredible, when I say incredible, I mean it was a goal fest. But the defending. My lord, shocking. Um, Arsenal came out four two winners. I think for everyone that saw the game, I, I don't even think there's any quality goals. I put, no, 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 your I, second one was Smith Rose. Smith Rose was probably the oh, that was top, yeah, top quality, but um, 
Yeah, Scrapfest, Tosin, man, talk to me. Your team finally come in clutch when <laughs> when people least expect it. People obviously thought we were going to lose to Chelsea, but the boys did a job. And I want to apologise to Tosin because I did call you out and say, what game did you watch against Southampton? But your point about we create chances was obviously shown, which we did, and we got goals. 100%, man. I, I appreciate you saying that, man. I mean, I think whatever happens like the rest of the season, I do think Chelsea had third wrapped up. So for that reason, I knew that there was a chance in this game. Obviously, coming back off the back of the last performance as well, we showed a lot of promise against Southampton. So coming into this game, I thought there was a chance of us kind of um, stealing a result. And that's kind, of, that's kind of what we ended up doing, to be honest, man. I mean, from the first goal, um, it was like a stolen chance, really, like a, a short back pass from Christensen. And I, 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 want, I want to give a lot of credit to Eddie Nketiah. First start, took his goal very, very well. First thing I saw, first thing I thought of, sorry, when I saw the goal was no way Lacazette's getting to that ball. He's probably not even running Christensen all the way down, to be honest. So, yeah, man, um, got to give Eddie Nketiah a lot of credit uh, for the goal. Obviously, he scored two goals in that game. It was like a fox in a box, more or less, the whole game. Um Chelsea weren't at their best, I'm not going to lie. Um, we definitely caught them a bit cold on and on not the best day. But for me, it was a case of we had lost the last three in a row. We had to kind of secure the points. And we and we got the job done. Got the job done. It was a massive result. Um, like I said, it, it, it kind of reminded me of the the 5-3 at Stamford Bridge back in 2011. Um, just a goal fest. Uh, yeah, goals just going in on either end. But um, yeah, man, got three points. Massive result for us, man. And put our top four ambitions right back on track. Jake, from your point of view, obviously, um, you probably weren't expecting Arsenal to win. I mean, am I lying? Or did you think that? Um, I We were shit. That's the only reason Arsenal won that game. That's, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We were not good. It wasn't a case of Arsenal deserved it or did anything of great note bar the second goal. The first goal... Christensen, awful back pass, gave Enketio one-on-one. The third goal was, I can't even remember, but I, no, that was Enketio's goal, wasn't it? That was Enketio's Enketio. second one, where Thiago Silva makes a great tackle, and then Milan Sarge goes, oh, do you know what, Eddie, you might as well have another shot at that <laughs> on the penalty spot. You're a good lad, makes it 3-1. And then the fourth one was just Aspie giving away a stupid penalty. Like, Arsenal were better than the last couple of games, but they did nothing of great note. Like, they defended well. They didn't deserve to win 4-2 at all. Like, it was... We were shocking. We were absolutely shocking. Did not come into that game with any just control over it. It was horrible work from us. Like, I was so disappointed. Like, we have been rubbish against Arsenal now for years. And it's always a case of you guys come into it playing awfully. And it doesn't matter how well we've been playing before. We just decide, Dad, you know what? Sunday league football, we could we could see how bad we can get to that standard. Like, <laughs> we, it was just horrible. No one on our team looked that decent, really, apart from Timo, to be fair. He looked pretty good. The rest of them, nah, get in the bin for that game. It was it was a horrible showing. Not what oh, we wanted. Oh, was fighting for his life, wasn't he? Oh, mate. He cannot touch the pitch again. Yeah. He really can't like no business starting over Chalabar man. Nah. Chelsea fans were on to him. Deservedly so. <laughs> like he was he just 
I remember putting it in the chat when he had the ball, I was scared. And it got to the point when even he didn't have the ball, the ball just had to be in the same picture as him for me to be going, Oh God, what's <laughs> going to happen now? Like he was just all at sea. He didn't, he did not have a clue what to do whatsoever. And like the whole Reese James at right centre back experiment. I don't like it. Like it just dulls us completely. Like he needs to be playing wing back or right back, right centre back. He's just, he's just another body there. He's, he's just an average player. I think, um, N'Golo has really come down. I think like all this running around he does every game for so long has just really hit him and all these injuries. He's not the force he was at all. Like, yeah, we're just we are really limping into the end okay. of the season. I, mean, I know you mentioned it, okay. Um, Kante probably is getting tired, but the whole Reese thing, do you not think Tushar's not experimenting for next season? Because as Tushar alluded to there, third spot could, it's, it's more or less wrapped up for you guys. I mean, I, unless you guys were to like, play big it's shit. It's taken a collapse, yeah. It's taken yeah. a collapse for us to but not. You're okay. more or less there, so is it not a case of you guys now just um, experimenting what you have? Um, there's a possibility because obviously Tuchel confirmed it at the end of the game. It got leaked during the game, I think, that, or just before it, that Rudiger's not going to be staying. He's going to, take a contract from somewhere else um my thought on that is like good on him like you can't wait around for this ownership to give us a new deal like especially if say like next game he tears his acl like you've got to take it when you can get it so fair enough so i can see that from that point of view but you can just see it's just not good enough like when he's at right wing back and he's firing he's brilliant like he's one of our best attacking threats like where earlier in the year with him and Chilwell at wing back, we were fantastic. Like we were slapping teams like Juventus 4 0. Like it just shows our quality. But at right centre back, he just he just looks like another body. I'd rather just keep him there and either buy in replacements or use our youth. So Shalaba, Colwell coming from Huddersfield. Um, maybe not Ampadu, because he's probably not up to that standard. But I'd rather names like that rather than forcing Reese into a position which knows his best qualities. But he's still at your club. Yeah, man. He's part of the own <laughs> army. Mate, Bakayoko's still at our club. Like, wow. until he that's, that's just there. Hmm. So, yeah. Love holding on to names. But I guess um, it's a way of like, we've, we've kind of, you've, you've got that final. That's all you've got left to play for, isn't it? FA Cup final. And third spot, but yeah, like the FA Cup, if we want a trophy from the year, that's that is our final. Like we're relying on doing what Leicester did last year and Liverpool almost um prioritizing the league and champions league to be like, oh yeah, we'll just rest a couple of people, or like the attitude won't be on for the FA Cup final. That's a very false hope in my viewpoint, but that's what you're sort of relying on at the minute. It is what it is. But also came out the winners of that game. Big three points for our boys, as you boys know. Four goals, three points. <laughs> um, then, yeah, came another tough test for the Gooners as they welcomed United in a Saturday early kickoff. You know, that, that, that kickoff that can make or break your weekends. Um, going into this game, both teams clearly needed a result um, in the shape of their seasons as Prayers will probably reject to say not for they're not fighting for it anymore, but Arsenal obviously are in a good position. Um, but maybe if United <laughs> United went on to lose the game, as we all know now, um 3-1. But if United had got something out of it, 
it might reignite that and maybe give them the fight. But as I said, the Arsenal won the game. Um, <clears throat> I want to hear from Perez quickly because from I've been speaking to Char, um, who's not available today, and some other United fans. Do you ever feel you dominated the game at all? Yeah, so... Hold on, Char. It, Hold on, Perez, before you answer. Did Char say that? Of, yeah. Of interest. It, it's, okay. I, he said, for me, I even put in the chat, in that second half, the first 15 minutes, we were getting cooked. I think that's the only time you're not know, put pressure on us. But Char, in the first 15, yeah? Yeah, in the second mm. half before... Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. Yeah, in the second half, sorry. Yeah, um, I don't really think United showed anything else um, in the first half, especially. I feel like we were on top in the first half. Um, Char mm-hmm. disagrees. Um, I would openly admit that if you guys have got that penalty, because I think within those 15 minutes, you guys got that penalty. I'm not sure, 15, 20 minutes. Um, and you scored that, you guys may have gone on to win the game. Um, yeah. But in the, I don't believe you guys had a sniff in the first half. Yeah, first half was a complete write-off. I think the early goal uh, really damaged any sort of momentum that we were hoping to build, um, especially in the manner we conceded uh, with uh, Varane completely misjudging the flight of the ball. And then obviously Tellez thought he he had it covered and didn't expect it to bounce as far as him. He completely misjudged the flight of the ball, landed to Saka. And uh, who was it that cleaned up? Tavares, isn't it? So yeah, man, I think we made things really difficult for ourselves uh, from that point on in the first half. And we looked like we could have conceded another two uh, before the half was over. Uh, but then coming out into the, the second half, we we definitely had a better showing of ourselves for the first yeah, 15, 20 minutes um, where the, the penalty could have definitely uh, shifted the tide. Um, but... <clears throat> I think once the the Jacker goal went in, that really killed killed the whole uh, you know momentum and, and spirit of us you know coming back into the game at all. And um, yeah, I think it was just a case of Arsenal seeing out the game from there, uh, and we we didn't really show anything uh, at that point either. So yeah, I'd say there was probably like a it was a consistent window where United applied pressure and it did look like we could uh, complete the comeback. But yeah, outside of that, I think overall Arsenal had the upper hand. It was, it was a good game. And I mean, you guys did show some really good fights. I was shocked. Like, like I said to you, if you had, if Fernandez scores that penalty, I think yeah. he may have actually gone on to win the game. But um, what I liked about Arsenal was the fact that they held it down for a bit. Toast, let me go to you, man, because I know for a fact it... You've got a lot to say to these United fans. I've kept it nice and easy, but yeah, I'm going to let Toast rip now. <laughs> boy, boy, man. I mean, yeah, massive three points, man. Always good to kind of consolidate a good a good midweek victory. Um, to be honest, having kind of watched both um, the Liverpool game midweek and obviously then the Arsenal game over the weekend, I, 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 have to, I have to give it up to Liverpool, to be honest, because I honestly felt as if we came into the game having, like, having to... Uh, to play like a wounded animal. Like I feel like Liverpool slapped United up, put him in the fridge overnight. All Arsenal actually had to do was just take him out of the fridge and put him on the grill. And I feel <laughs> as if like by the end of the game, that's, that, that is that is what we did. Like I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be completely on. I'll be completely honest with you. Up until the um, the Bruno penalty, up until the um, the Bruno penalty, I was I was confident that we were going to win that game. Like I just. 
did not like the way United played at all. We kind of came out of the blocks really early. Shout out Tavares for the goal. But I mean, besides the goal, he he, he was absolutely horrible. United probably should have had two penalties on on him. Um, he he potentially fouled Alanga twice um, in the box. Obviously gave Edward away... Campbell as well. Um, yeah, Cedric Campbell. Def- that, that probably would have been a penalty if the referee had given it. The Ronaldo goal that, wasn't offside either. Yeah, the bait ball was a hill. You can't really debate those ones because I mean, it's it's just yeah, it's discretion of the referee, game to game sort of thing. But I mean, it, it's hard for me to kind of uh, hear Char say that he felt like United had like a level of control. I I just don't really see by what metric. I mean, besides maybe yeah, that that twenty minute stretch in the second <clears> half. But you, United were a goal down, so of course they had to kind of come out and play like that. That was. I mean, that was a given, I would have thought. But for me, once like the Shaka goal went in, and I do, I, and you know what? Um, it's very rare that um, I do give. Everybody hold yourself with this. Hold yourself <laughs> with this. Nah, I mean, let me, let me, let me preface my comments by saying that I mean, the day Shaka leaves Arsenal Football Club will be a great day for me. It will be a great personal day for me because I'm sorry, like um, you can't have. You can't have six years of bad play and then just a, like, a good stretch and think it's always forgiven. Like, I will look at Shaka's the whole Arsenal career. And for me, his whole Arsenal career has been below par. But to focus on the game, he had a great game. He scored a great goal. Um, he actually has a knack for scoring like these long-range goals against United. And um, he, he he had a bit of an involvement in the first goal in terms of the, the cross that evaded um, Tellez and Varane that went to Saka, which ended up leading to Tavares's goal. Got, got to give him a lot of credit. He, he has had two good games he has he has been a a good performer but again when it comes to the overall package of Shaka I mean I'm, I'm never ever going to be a fan and I don't I don't think I can forgive six years of below average play but I mean it's a story for another day in it like if we if, if he can get us he help us get to top four brilliant in it man but to just just to kind of touch on the match again um another really really great result for us um Eddie Nketiah obviously really unlucky not to um, get another goal. Um, um, Odegaard, again, pulling the strings. Those little balls in that kind of led to, to two of the biggest chances in the game. Can't say enough about him, man. <laughs> if um, you compared Odegaard and Bruno, yeah? Play, the players that were playing like the same roles in each of their team. It's night and day, man. Like, absolutely, man. Like, Ab- in absolutely. Ev- in every facet, everything. Everything. It's nuts. It- I mean, yeah, just 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 looking at the, the whole United team, man, I was saying it to my brother, um, like, it's for me personally, and I'm not even saying this on a bias thing, but it's like 10 corpses out there and Cristiano Ronaldo, honestly. That's how it, it kind of felt. Like, there's just, there was no life in that United to team. To be honest, to be fair, to be fair, from a neutral's point of view, I thought the game was pretty fair, pretty, sorry, not fair, even, to be honest. Like, it, it there were moments of, like, um, either team being on top of each other. I don't feel like one team was overly better than the other team. The only thing that Arsenal had over United, I felt like, was like you guys played more maybe as a team and were more clinical in getting your goals. Whereas United, just, United were probably one unlucky and two, it was just a Ronaldo show. And Matic, I like Matic in that game as well. I don't know. For, 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 for me, while, while I thought it, there was elements of the game that was quite balanced, there's been there's been games where I've been nervous that the other team are going to get back into the game. That it that wasn't. Yeah, really, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, but you that, didn't feel that me, at all. 
because they had, they had chances, me, you know. I said up and up until the Bruno penalty because I thought then they may actually go on to win it. But mm. I mean, besides besides um, the game kind of turning on a stupid penalty giveaway, I honestly I felt like we had control, and that's probably more of a reflection on United than it is Arsenal. If I'm honest, I don't think it's a case of Arsenal dominated them, but United are so bad in this moment. That's that, that's just the way I felt. Yeah, Hughes went on then to take all three points, and then again a major boost in the top four um, push. Um, so what are you man saying now about the top four thing? What, what are we saying now? Well, I want to ask a question that you asked us last week. Um, who would be more disappointed if they don't make top four? Is it still the same? <laughs> you, my, my thing still stands, you know. My thing still stands. My thing is, obviously, overall, like like your Donny said, 38 game season, rare 30. Of course, United. We're not gonna we're not gonna deny that. But especially now, with the context of now, I would say if you guys if, if you guys I, don't make the top four, wins, yeah, wins, I, 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 would say, bro, I would say right now. No, no, but it's not a right now thing. You see what they're doing, press? I see them. No, no, this is what Carl said to me earlier today. The the guy sent a video. He he said, "Press, you just got two big wins, right? If we beat Southampton and um, Brighton, and then we lose to Chelsea and um, United, you guys aren't saying two big wins. We're still in the same position that we are. Yeah, but these are these are games that you probably weren't expected to get three points from. Not after we lost the other two games, so like we're in no better position that we would have been if." We had not won. This. I hear that. I hear it from that perspective. That's why we feel like this whole, in the context of now, it's rubbish. It's over the thirty-eight games. So, 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 say, say, um, you don't make top four, and United makes top four. You would be like, I mean, okay, I calm. We expected it. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I've been saying, though. That's, that's oh, what. That's no. what I mean. That's oh, what I mean. Because United's faith was already sealed in October somewhere. We right. knew that their, nah, their nah, season nah, was nah, nah, nah. What, we, what you need to understand, you can you can disagree, Toshia, but what you need to understand, uh, you need to understand why Andy's saying that. Because our fate was sealed in the sense that we came into the uh, season, expectation-wise, as fans, that we were going to be doing more than top four, right? So when I say more than top four, I mean challenging for the title. That was what we came into the season, you know, expectations having. So when that became apparent, in October, when that was, we were nowhere near even achieving that, the season is done from there. So even if we were going to, if we do make top four at this point, or we we, we made top four, the season is still deemed a failure regardless. So that's that's the perspective that we're coming from. I feel like the answer has already quite, it's been answered. If Prez and everyone knows that United don't get in the top four now, the answer's answered. It is United. Like, disappointing. If, if you took no, it... No, because that was... The, the disappointment That was, that was not their objection, that. though. That was the objection, um, their... Objective. Objective, sorry. That was where... Our season failed way, way before this, bro. Okay, so, for me... And, I mean, uh, we could be, be de- uh, beating a dead horse here. For me, it was very hard to accept that take from you and Andy last week. Just for the simple fact that we were on the same points... This time last week on the podcast, you guys have lost three. Come games back to the last. race, <laughs> brother. So, so for me, I, I have no problem now. Two games on, two big scalps, Chelsea away, United at home, saying now that if United still finished ahead of us in top four, you cry blood, brother. Arsenal will be the most disappointed. That's completely fine. However, it is for me now. It is still a two-horse race. So if Tottenham, who we have a shocking record against at the lane beat us and they get top four, I'm not going to be too disappointed. because such cap, man. All right, man. All right, man. All right, man. 
Hey, another another game week's done. We'll see what happens next week in there. Hey, go back to Weisenberg. Um, following your defeat to Arsenal, we had another London derby. Um, this time you welcomed West Ham to your ground. West Ham, who if they had won, which they didn't, um, could have leaped United um, to push for Europe. Some people were saying United could be playing in the Conference League. Um, Jeez. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Chelsea nicked the points um, towards the end. Um, good bounce back, Jake? Um, Result-wise, yes. Performance-wise, no. Like, um, where West Ham heavily rotated. I mean, there's no Antonio, no Bowen, no Rice. Uh, they only have one fit centre-back. Like, you're looking at that and you're thinking, as a Chelsea fan, like, we're starting our front three like I think it was eight of the 11 who started the Champions League final start of their game you're like right we really should be winning this 2-3-0 at Canter and it was so laboured it was just such a just side to side performance it was so boring to watch nothing happened in the first half really of note the second half we picked it up again but we didn't deserve to win that match I don't think we obviously we got the penalty Lukaku comes on, spins Dawson. T- he, Dawson takes him down, gets the red card. Jorginho saw Bruno miss on Saturday with his penalty and thought, you know what, I can't let him get away with that. I need to miss worse. Um, <laughs> and just put it straight at the keeper with his hop, skip and jump. Like It was nothing, but fortunately we caught a lucky break. Alonso puts a good ball into the box. Pulisic gets it with a 90th minute winner. This is, right, this is a really bad fact about how Chelsea's home form has been horrible in the league this year. So since late October, when we beat Norwich 7-0, right, I can't remember how many exact games we've had in the home in Prem, but we've won four of those games since November. Three of them have been in stoppage time. The only game we've won at home in the league without stoppage time is against Spurs. Because of course it is, because they're shit. (laughs) That like that sums up our season. Like we, just at home, we were horrible. Like we didn't deserve to win that match. We got lucky, like a good finish. But overall, it was yeah, you've good. collected more points away. I'm just seeing, man. Yeah, yeah. like away. I think the it's second because, best. Yeah, second I think best in the league. Yeah, I think it's away because <laughs> teams feel like they they're gonna step up more. Whereas at home, like we obviously have to break them down, and we just mm. have not been able to do it this year. Like it's just been. Like the amount of sit, like it's just the individual errors we have at home. Like the Arsenal game, characterized by individual errors. The games against like Burnley and Everton early in the season, where you play an awful teams, you make one mistake and it's one nil, and we can't get any more goals than that. So, yeah, it was. I'm glad we got the three points because it does create a, a bit of breathing room. Like if we didn't have that, if we only got let's say one point, we're only three points ahead of Arsenal for who were in fourth, admittedly, with a game in hand against United, and thankfully away with our home form. But it just, it was one that we had to get lucky. We didn't dig it out. We didn't really have to dig in. We just got there. I think that that's probably the best way of saying it. So at this time of the year, three points does matter. But I think, the again, the performance, that was just another one where you're like, what's going on here, lads? Like, let's step it up a bit. Come on. So that game in hand is actually very interesting because it's against United, who, as you mentioned, Jake, have a game. We have a game in hand over United, but that'll be your game in hand. Now, say Chelsea were to win, I think that may be solid, 
solidifies your um, third spot. I don't see maybe us catching you or Tottenham or even United in that case, because then that would also mean PR might disagree. I still feel like you guys still have a chance, but if you lose to Chelsea, that's top four done. Or do you even think top four's done now? Top four was done when we lost to Everton. So, <laughs> um, so that, that game in hand, I mean, now you're going to hate me PR, but that, if you guys were to win, that could maybe reignite something. But yeah. I'm 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 glad that you have more optimism than I do as you might have Honestly. <laughs> We're just trying to bring you in the race, man. You're trying to you're trying to skip out of it. Nah, it's not even a skip out thing. I just, I just, I just I don't have any faith or belief in the team. That's what it is, man. Honestly. As a as a United fan, what do you like from the next four games? Because I'm mm. looking at United, I'm thinking like, right, I'm I'm with you. I don't think you have anything to play for. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd I'd be happy as a United fan to be like, let's just drop out of because at the minute you're sixth, which is the Europa Conference League qualification. Mm-hmm. So I think we only get one Europa League spot next year. To, yeah, or maybe is two it? actually. It'll be I two think we'll get two. Yeah. Cup, yeah, 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 yeah. But even so, like Europa League and Conference League, there's not any difference, is there? Like <laughs> in terms of, playing. I'd rather we just tanked the rest of the season, bro. And to be honest, like, United press go Conference League. Win nah, it, and then I'm you've won everything, it. bro. I'm not on it, man. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd, rather, I'd rather tank it, tank it, and not get like your eighth in it and play nothing in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if anything, I'd rather tank it at this point, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's that's it's like somewhere like Rangnick just has to look at this one and be like, right, who's actually like stepping up in training and showing a bit of guile? You know what, yeah, Monja, you know, I have a question you, about you, sorry. You know, so, sorry, Drew, just quickly, and you know, Ragnick. He said, at this point, he's just unloading the clip, man. Like, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What do you think about that? <laughs> I like it, man. I yeah. like it because it, I think for the period under Ole, he was doing his best to to protect these the, players. Yeah. And I don't think that these players deserved protecting from what I now understand from what Ragnik is, is freeing. So, yeah, Ragnik is just unloading the clip and basically rubbishing every aspect of the club from top to bottom. And it looks like his voice is getting heard um, from the perspective of um, actually trying to build build a, a better structure um, like above the manager. So, but he's he's doing it respectfully. I'm yeah, even exactly. He's, doing it. Because he, he's, he's such an articulate guy, isn't it? Yeah. So he knows how to... to um, you know, present himself in a way that doesn't come across as rash, rude, or or well, like a Jose way in it. You know how Jose would have said it, boy. But yeah, he's... Jose would have had a whole spiel that would have yeah, Brez, a whole spiel of quotables. Yo, question question on on Rad Ragnik quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys let um, social social go uh, mid season. Obviously, uh, people said he didn't have a system. Blah 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 blah. And obviously, we obviously understand Ragnik came in with with an understanding that he was not going to be like the the long term coach. He was going to be, I guess, interim and then maybe take on a director of football. I don't know if that's still happening. I mean, just based on the transition period you guys have had under Ragnik, because I mean, a neutral could argue you guys have been worse, have been worse, sorry, since Ragnik's taken over over Oli. Um, do you think it was still the right decision? to not give Oli until the end of the season? Or do you think Oli should have at least been given? Um, because in, in my personal opinion, well, hindsight obviously is twenty twenty, but I, I feel like Oli could have given you guys a better chance of making top four than Ragnik has. That's just the way I look at it. Absolutely not. 
but Perez, you can I, answer that. I I don't agree with that. I think Ole he took us as far as he could go, and I feel it would have been a mistake to keep him in the job to the end of the season, uh, regardless of what the outcome was. Um, I feel. Rag, yeah, Ragnik performance-wise and results-wise, you could argue, actually factually, the results haven't been much better than it has been under Ole. But <clears throat> there are changes that needed to be made foundationally in order for us to move forward as a club. And Ole being in the hot seat, those changes wouldn't have come about. So I'm not saying, you know, without saying too much because nothing has been put into full motion yet our new manager's not not you know started in the job but i think yeah in in summary ollie took us as far as he could and it wouldn't have made sense to give him the job or give him a hope of keeping the job be, the job beyond this season uh, in my opinion yeah i think just if ollie had stayed like you think about it right now it he would have been more of a dead man walking than the guys on the pitch like he absolutely that there mm-hmm. just looking into space like <laughs> that, but that's what it would have been like because you would have had the exact same rumors going around you would have had united board members direct football whatever like not wanting to confirm anything you probably would have lost you probably would have lost eric ten Hag to someone else yeah and it would have just been the same story of him protecting the players and yeah. you know we we might have you know god forbid stayed with the same group coming into the summer and decided to keep some of the players that clearly need to be offloaded. So I reckon it would have just prevented more problems for us down the line than, than, you know, needed. So we had to, we had to nip that in the bud. And, I and also, the also in regards to Ragnik and Ole, I feel like, yeah, the, the factually the results are pretty similar in regards to this season, but mm. also factually, um, obviously let's remove the Liverpool game, but United have been a harder team to beat mm. this season. Mm-hmm. Than on the Ole, well, on the then on the Ole. So, but even then, you can see that maybe some of the things, even just going back to the the Middlesbrough game uh, in the the, the FA Cup, mm. uh, where we should have won that game by like five or six, and that wasn't necessarily down to the tactics. That was just we didn't take our chances, and we we went out in a disgraceful way. But I think you can you can probably pick on performances in the season where. You know, we either uh, drew or lost the game in a game that we should have won, and it's no fault of the manager. But results are results in it. So yeah, it's yeah, it is what it is, man. Second, very quick question. Um, so, having said that, do you take what Ragnik has done as manager with a pinch of salt with regards to what he potentially could do? Absolutely, as director of football. A- absolutely. So I, that was one of the things that I said you know, when he started the job is that I was looking forward to what he does post his time as manager rather than, you know, so much what he does as a manager within six months. I don't think um, you can really influence that much as a manager within a six month period in terms of really ingraining your philosophy into your team. But he probably has more to offer us strategically um, in in a two year period, and he's already starting to to show that through his interviews and the moves that we're starting to make upstairs, that uh, his influence and his suggestions and his opinions um, will benefit us uh, in the long run. And I think he will set us up to be better in future um, than than he will. You know, I, I don't think there's nothing really he could have done with the season if you really deep it. I mean, yeah. 
there was a push for top four on the cards, but like we've already established, you know, the season had failed already. So it was just a case of him coming in to be a placeholder manager before we get our actual manager in. And then um, he does what he needs to do upstairs for the two years that he's employed. So that's how I see it anyway. Watch this space for United. Uh, we've left them late. Uh, we've left them lost, sorry. But, you know, say the best for last in it, C strides. Um, the last team pushing for that top four sport are nice neighbours Spurs. Um, They're choking, man. Poor draw, man. You said you, man, are choking, strides. Well done. Fam, when it comes to Spurs, everyone wants to just jump down our throat. Let me just... Spurs um, went away to Brentford um, where they couldn't even score but managed to leave with a point. Um, Calvin, man, give us your thoughts because in this biggest picture, that's obviously two points dropped. Let's give respect to Brentford, by the way, because what they're doing right now, they're showing what they they were maybe early in the season because they had a dip, dip of form. Um, but with Ericsson back in the squad, they are... Bro, he is, he is the difference, man. I think they're making very hard to beat, but C strides, man. Um, and no one will draw. I think what's more concerning for me, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the fact that you guys couldn't even score one goal. You had Son, yeah, you know what? It's mad because shot mad on target. Like, obviously, you didn't score or get a point at Brentford, but you want to come for Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> so, so before, you start, before you start dashing, Yo. Yeah, I did not expect that response. I wasn't even making I'm not trying to hear it. What do you mean? Oh, if, if, you're, if you want to talk about that, we've already discussed this whole Arsenal Brentford. You know our situation. Our game could have been called off because of COVID. How you might be? Yeah, I don't COVID. care. When you're Damn, when you're telling you're me you're moving mad now, you're moving mad. Oh, wow. <laughs> we left with a point. Right, say no more. Say no more. Say no. More. Let me rephrase it. Tottenham, yeah, went and got a draw against Brentford. Are you happy now? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right, talk to me about your dead team. Ooh. Wow, <laughs> host. Hey, the, the host is really a bit catty, a bit catty there. Yeah, it's mad. Um, pretty much like for me, obviously, yeah, it's two points drop, disappointing result, but it's one of them ones where we've not played well, we picked up a point, we haven't lost, we move on. Like, it, this isn't a season to find a moment. Obviously, <clears> it's uh disappointing, especially when Arsenal obviously won earlier in the day put a bit of pressure on us, but we didn't perform, man. We, we didn't have a shot on target, so I can't have any complaints. In fact, to be honest, we were lucky to get a point because they had a few chances. Tony hit the post, they hit the bar. Like, they were definitely the, the dominant side on the day, so we take the point, we move on. Oh, okay. Quite quick and concise. Um, so, you've obviously now two points behind Arsenal. I'm guessing you see yourself picking those two points up when you beat us. Is obviously listen it's it's in our hands simple as that we win our games we finish in the top four so are you beating Liverpool then it's in our hands but you said if you win your game so just, just ask yeah, yeah I think I think I think listen I think Arsenal are going to drop point between now and the end of the season I think are you beating Liverpool my guy what are you talking about Arsenal I'm asking you to be honest, oh. I, I can't I can't <laughs> what go on with Munya though like, Munya's rattled hey, you're rattled hey someone get him a drink <laughs> man <laughs> Oh, I, you know what, yeah? It's mad what back-to-back wins can do for a man, isn't it? Because last week, man had nothing to say. And now you come with Vim. <laughs> We're on the Spurs segment. I'm asking you a question. Yeah, Why but, you but your, the decibel levels in your voice have, have, have increased significantly since you started talking about Spurs. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you know how this game goes, boy. 
<laughs> listen, like we're gonna listen. Liverpool, we know we, we saw today, we've seen all season pretty much going Anfield, getting a result, difficult thing to do. But like they do give you opportunities on the break, spacing behind, we've got pace, like we can cause them problems. Are we gonna win? I don't know. But um I think we're gonna you're gonna drop points, also gonna drop points in between now and the season. We're gonna drop points. It comes down to the North London derby, and I think we're gonna win that. And I back my team to win it. So regardless of the result uh, uh, against Brentford, I still think we're going to finish in the top four. I think we've had two very bad performances. I think we ha- we haven't had a shot on target. Like that's concerning. But we know the firepower's there, and all it takes is them man to click on one day, and and, and things will start to, start to roll, and the goals will start flowing in again, man. So it's one of them ones. Like I'm I'm still confident. So you're basically saying that the the final is the North London derby, and the rest of the games, both teams will be dropping points. I think look, I I look at that the next next week. Like we're kind of we've got Leicester. They've they're going to be off the back of their Conference League semi final. You and Arsenal have got West Ham off the back of their semi final of the Europa League. So and they've even got a fit centre back. No, no, no available centre backs. You know West Ham. Yeah, yeah, no mm. fit centre back. So obviously it's going to be um, to our advantage for that game. But Leeds are still fighting it out in, in in the bottom of the league. That won't be an easy game for Arsenal. Could potentially drop points. We go to Anfield, could be a drop point. So between now and then, let's say we drop points, they drop points. It's like the North London derby. Yeah, and like the North London derby is like, cool. Whoever wins that, for me, deserves Get the top four. Yeah. yeah, they deserve it. We won't even talk about United because they're dead food. So literally it is between uh, us. Uh, Sorry, Chris. Have you still got United to play? <laughs> I think you do. No, no, no we played no, them twice already. This United beat us twice. <laughs> mad. That is what it is, how mad it is, yeah. When I think about it, like United, for as poor as they've been, they turn up like even Chelsea. I look at Chelsea, yeah, and I can tell you now, had they have played us within recent weeks where they like not look great, they would have beat us. Because for some reason, I don't know, people just they'd like to turn up against Spurs. I don't know what it is. But um but yeah, it comes down to North London derby, man. You're in it. Like I think that's that's the game that will decide it. And let's see who the best team the best team is on the day. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't lie, but hey, it is what it is, man. Big run up to the end of the um, season. Turn over to the bar boys. Who's who's got shots for me today, man? Uh, I'll take a shot. Um, my one will be for Tony Rudiger. Um, as I said before, he said he's leaving and. By all means, like good on him. He's had a good couple of years. Well, good eighteen months of the two call. Proves himself to be one of the best Premier League centre backs. Like one of the leaders in our dressing room. I know he'll be missed by us quite a lot. And good for him, man. Like he's going to get that payday from presumably Madrid or PSG. Set himself up for life. Like United are local as well, you know. Nah, he's apparently told them to fuck off. Click oh, <laughs> Yeah. It'll be PSG or I think it's probably going to be Madrid. So good on him. Like, go get that payday. Like, you'll be a part of our second ever Champions League win. Some people can't say they've even got one. So, like, Phew. fair play to him. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Barman, yeah, I got um, one. Still. Tosin, I'll come to you last. But I know you're one. We're going to need to make a couple of <laughs> um, Prez, I know you got a shot. Yeah, man. Uh, said this shot already, but it's uh, my favourite shot. Uh, I think this this season so far, and yeah, it's just a uh, fold. Uh, fold the rest of the season, United, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll check back in with you uh, in August. And yeah, just uh, drop the players off. Uh, <laughs> fold, fold the players, drop the players, everything. Just tank the season. Uh, let's finish eighth and come again next season, man. 
No, I looked. At, I looked at the thing. <laughs> you got to let walls and then man do a madness if you want to finish a firm. So, brother, bring it on. I think. I think we're up for that challenge. If anything, uh, yeah. Um, Drew, I know you got a shot. Yeah, man. Shot is for Divock. Obviously, Klopp disturbing him from his afternoon rest. Got us the important second goal. Um, putting the game to bed. Everton bully. My shot goes out to him, man. Say no more. Calvin? Yeah, surprising. I've got one um, for Christian Eriksen. Obviously, to to go there and, and see him like and the fans to stand an ovation. Like, what a player. I think he was man of the match on the day. Um, ran the show. And you know what? Like, there's been links about him potentially coming back in the summer. And I'd actually take him back because that creativity from deep. Um, he rolled back the years, man. So it's good to see him out there. So, yeah, for, for Christian. And last but not least, Tosin, man. Yo, man, you man know where I'm going with this one. Shout out to my young gunners like Thierry, Bukayo <laughs> Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, Quinn and KDB. I mean, man, Where's double the figures. Like yeah, bro. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you missed the hot like Nelly, come man. On, That's man. my favourite bit, man. Out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch that. Next week is incoming, isn't it, man? I mean, yeah, man. Like I said, Saka again from strength to strength. Five, five Premier League goals last year, 11 and counting this year. We want 15 next year, man. Like, the kid's 20, man. Like, playing beyond his years. Emil Smith for the same. Double figures for the season. <coughs> Shout out to Young Gunners, man. Uh, say no more. A bit later than normal, but the bar is now closed. Shout out to everyone that's been listening. Um, I would like to give a reminder for those who are looking to win themselves a shirt of their choice. Get your FPL team sorted. It's now coming to the final games. Every little point counts. Um, but yeah, keep showing us the love on the socials, boys and girls. We'll see you soon. Peace. Peace. Hey, Peace.